Hello, curiosity seekers and adventurous thinkers. Welcome to Applied Curiosity Lab Radio, the podcast for the relentlessly curious. This season, our host and Applied Curiosity Lab's chief curiosity seeker, Becky Saltzman, will be sharing the studio with ACL's chief experience producer and favorite sister, Jennifer Felberg. The lens is, and always will be, curiosity. Each week, fun and formal conversations center around one delectable curiosity bite, designed to give your brain the time and ideas to think about thinking, to flex your curiosity muscle, and maybe even revolutionize the way you think. Last week, I saw an amazing movie called Fantastic Fungi. And it was narrated by Brie Larson, that Academy Award-winning actress. And it was this immersive journey. This docu- It was a documentary, this immersive journey into the magical earth beneath our feet. And fungus is interesting because it's neither an animal nor a plant. And so what is it? Is it a creature? How do you think about it in terms of whether it's smart or whether it's not? Or uh, It's hard to even think about how to think about it because it's responsible for the beginning of life and the end of life. And one of the most fascinating things is what is happening underneath the earth and the electrical impulses that fungus creates to help other plants communicate. And it reminded me a lot of neuroscience. If you saw exactly how fungus works with electrical impulses and we're setting and you were also a neuroscientist, my guess is you would see more similarities than differences. And one story stood out, which was, imagine this mother tree, I'm going to call it a mother tree. It's just a, let's say it's an oak tree in the forest. And there are all these other trees around it in the forest, some oak, other plants, shrubs, whatever. And then that main tree, that mother tree, to personify the tree, gets some kind of oak fungus or oak rot, some kind of rot, that's uh, some disease. And through the fungus networks underneath, through electrical impulses underneath the soil, that tree can share carbon dioxide with its offspring tree. It can signal to its offspring tree, hey, dudes, I'm dying here of this disease and almost kind of like vaccinate, not really, but vaccinate its offspring trees, skipping the other ones that it might be other oak trees communicating specifically with that tree as it's dying to help its offspring tree not get that disease. I mean, it's just, it was mind-blowing. That got me thinking about the commandments that we live by, the religious commandments that we live by, or the precepts, or the ten, whatever it is, the laws, and how few of them, whether it's the Constitution the Bill of Rights or the Ten Commandments or the Buddhist Five Principles or the Hindu, they all seem to address the sanctity of humans, maybe the monotheistic religions more than the others. It got me thinking about the Ten Commandments and whether we need to think about these commandments differently. So you ready for the curiosity bite? Absolutely. If there was a book of commandments for the modern world, what should the rules be? Your story just makes me think about the fact that we're not focused at all on the environment and how much we're suffering from that now and how much more we're going to suffer. And what a bunch of egocentric people we are to only have commandments about ourselves. That 
definitely makes me think that we should up the commandments. We should have amendments. <laughs> and, post-it notes along. Yeah, like, that's what I did on my ketubah. I put post-it notes on our marriage contract. And we've been continually putting post-it notes oh, so on we, it. Steve and I did the same thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> I think we need to put post-it notes on the commandments, especially to include the environment. It's a it's kind of a glaring omission. But do you think that the commandments are optimized for human flourishing, human survival, or something else? Something else. I think all of the above. Is that an option? I always had a problem with all of the above. <laughs> Some of the above, none of the above, yeah, all of the only above. Only A and C. I think all of the above. I can't even remember all of the commandments. Do you know do you know all the commandments? I could probably take a stab at them, and I will in just a second, but I do think that they were optimized for human superiority. Yes. And I'm not sure that that is not at odds with long term survival and human flourishing. And that's where yeah. that's where there's a lot of disconnect between the environmentalists. Oh, got to save the earth and the people who are still believing that we are separate in some way superior, that the liberty that we have is somehow in some way. Well, I mean, we are made in the image of God and therefore we're superior creatures. And, and so I think that the commandments reflect that. For example, the first one, what is it? Thou shall not have any other gods before me. So that forbid idolatry, right? You're not supposed to have, remember right. the golden calf? Yeah, and you're yeah. not supposed to honor any other. I think I failed Sunday school, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, no idolatry. Yes. And that was the way to introduce monotheism to the world. I mean, that was or at least one of the common understandings. And then there, you're not supposed to take the Lord's name in vain. Which doesn't make sense to me. Well, it's just a way of honoring deity, a single deity that we are made in the image of. I think the commandments were about glorifying the sanctity of humans. But the whole thing about God's name, we can't even say God's name. God is not the name of God. God is just an English way we say God. Oh. And so when we say God, and people get mad when you say God damn or anything like that, it's not using the Lord's name in vain. When you thought Actually, of God as Elvis. A, Elvis. What do you mean Elvis? Elvis is what I, and this is before I really even knew who Elvis was. But growing up, I thought God looked, you know, some people thought God looked like you know, an old man with a beard and stuff. I thought God looked like Elvis. Pre-carbohydrate or post-carbohydrate <laughs> Elvis? Which one? Pre-carbohydrate. Oh, when he was hot. Because he was a hunk of hunk of oh, burning yeah. love. So he you're was. thinking God was kind of sexy? Well, I mean, I didn't, you know, as a five-year-old, I didn't really think of it that way. But I always saw him, I saw him with the black hair with the little curly cue in the front. The pompadour. And the, yeah, and the, you know, the square jaw and all of that. I mean, looking like Elvis. Well, never say Elvis damn or you'll be taking God's name in vain. I know. What about remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy? For example, I think that we underestimate the importance of sleep. Agreed. And I've said this a thousand times to you. <laughs> I and, know. But I cannot recommend why we sleep enough because somehow sleep has become vilified in our culture as something that you want to avoid. And you're a big stud in Silicon Valley if you only need three hours of sleep, even though the research completely points to the opposite. So I think that remembering the Sabbath day and keeping it holy, meaning chill out on a day, I think would be a really, really good. Of all of them so far, that's my favorite. I 
really like this one because I think there is value in taking time out, not just to sleep, but to take time to unplug, spend time with family, have good discussion. We don't take that time to have those curiosity conversations. I think it's a great commandment. What about honor thy father and mother? Yeah, that is a goodie. I mean, you know, for the most part, some fathers and mothers necessarily deserve the title of father and mother. For human flourishing, why is that important to honor the father, thy father and mother? Why does that matter? I think because if you really look into it, it's it's the generation passing things down. Are so you reading you, too much into it? It maybe. doesn't say that. Hey, I mean, that's what we do. I'm talking about if it specifically says honor thy father and mother, you know, it's kind of three leaps to say it's about honoring generations. It's honoring thy father well, and no, mother. Well, no, if you're listening to the advice of your father and if you are if you are honoring them, then you are listening and appreciating and learning. You're not just poo-pooing them. Honoring them is listening to them and learning from them. How do you honor a father and mother after they're dead? You honor them by passing it down to your children. I'm not sure that honor thy father and mother is that important. I mean, I might learn some things from my parents that are not as juicy or as important as learning from other people. And it doesn't say honor your elders or honor the people that come before you or honor your history. It specifically says honor your father and mother. So I'm going to say for my children, I want them to take that one seriously. <laughs> for me, I'm fine with it, but I don't think it's the most important one. What about mm. thou shall not kill? Well, then where does that start and where does that end? Does it just say thou shalt not kill oh, or that's thou a good shalt question. not kill people? That's a really good question because the translation from the Hebrew would be thou shalt not murder. It's a subtle distinction. Mm. But killing an innocent person is considered murder and killing an unjust aggressor to preserve your own life is still killing, but it isn't considered moral, immoral or murder. And thou shalt, to your question, not kill whom? Right. It's assumed. All of these are assuming it's just for humans. I'm thinking that that is a distinction from Hinduism, Buddhism, some of these older cultures where that applies to all living creatures. But when you look at Hinduism and Buddhism, does all living creatures include plants? Does all living creatures include fungi? I don't know because because like the commandments in Hindu, truth, nonviolence, non-adultery, no desire to possess or steal, cleanliness, contentment. Well, you're austerity. doing this very fast. It's hard for me to keep up. Well, I'm just, these are all. Those are the, com the commandments. These you're are going some of the commandments in Hindu, but oh, oh, they oh. all really do apply to command. I don't know if they're called commandments or, or laws, but they all do suggestions. apply. Suggestions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, 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 you know, there are multiple gods in Hindu. What? Brahma, Shiva. What's the one that's your favorite? Lakshmi. Lakshmi is my favorite. Right. And then there's Ganapati. Mm. That's the I like that one because that's the remover of, of obstacles. That would be nice to yeah. have those obstacles. All right. What are the other commandments? Thou shalt not commit adultery. That's definitely human to human. I mean. Right. And that, let's, let's hope. Let's hope it's just human <laughs> to human. <laughs> Thou shalt not steal. Yeah. yeah that could be human to human, but that could also be, you know, stealing from like picking a flower. Would that be stealing? We can break things down. That's what the 
scholars. Talmudic scholars. Yeah, that's what they do. A friend of mine that I just met, he's in New York, and we just had a conversation about bringing one of our workshops out to his organization. And he grew up going to a yeshiva. And he said one of the things that people don't understand about Talmudic scholarship or going to a yeshiva university versus a standard university or even even another kind of religious university is it's a very specific way of learning. And I did not know this, but he said that you learn in pairs. And if you have listening to this and you went to a yeshiva and it's wrong, weigh in, because this is what he said. One data point, but it was interesting. It makes sense. You learn in pairs. So you take a part of a script and you study each word and you break it down and you argue with a pair. You're always learning in pairs. We should go to yeshiva. I know it'd be so fun. And then you bring in opinions from ancient scholars and you tear it apart and you argue the meaning. And his contention, because he's in the ad industry, his contention is that it is an incredible way to learn about creativity because, you know, those workshops where they'll bring a chair in and they'll tell everyone, you know, all you office workers, see how many ways you can use this chair and they turn it upside down and they make a hat and they make a play a game or they create a sport out of it. That is what he said is the fundamental method of yeshiva learning, which I thought was really I love cool. that. I, I absolutely love that. I and mean, that's what I do with my speech and debate kids, too, or just the debate kids. You know, we break down each word and argue the definition so that we can. Yeah. So that no matter what direction somebody else takes, we can argue it in a different direction. OK, so I'm going to give you this commandment and see how you can how many different ways you can interpret. you're throwing it at me throwing it at. yeah you said you you said you want to be you want oh, to try, no. try it okay. okay all right i'll try this one and then if you don't like this one i give you a second one so you can choose i'm gonna give you two commandments and you choose which one you want to do so okay I'm give you an option okay cool this commandment is thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor okay and the next commandment is to choose from is thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife okay i'm gonna do the covet that's easier. My name. Well, that's why. <laughs> I mean, I'm on. I'm, if we were just secretly talking, maybe I would be doing it differently. But, you know, people are listening. So thou <laughs> shalt. So thou. Who's thou? OK, this is a commandment. These commandments came uh, from the word of God. OK. Passed down to Moses. And then, you know, Moses came down from the mountain with his 15 commandments. What do you mean 15 commandments? And then he tripped and dropped some and he said, I have my 15 commandments. Whoops. Uh, I have my ten commandments. Wait a minute, what's that from? Oh my God! <laughs> History of the Mel Blank. Oh. Mel, no. Yeah, but yeah, What? What's up, Doc? Mel Blank. Mel, Mel Brooks. Brooks. <laughs> History of the world. Is that part one or part two? I think two? so. I think it's part one. Oh Obviously, God. if he's coming down from the mountain, I would think it was part one. There were six. 113 commandments that Moses 613? handed to us. Okay, yeah. 613. <laughs> okay. So stood on the base of the mountain of Sinai. Moses started to fuss. I just remember there were five, five constipated, constipated men, men in, in the, the Bible, Bible. In the Bible. And the first, first constipated, constipated man, man was Abraham. He, he wasn't took two able. Tablet. No, Moses. No, Cain wasn't able. No, Mo- Cain Abraham had able. Cain and Abel. Oh, yeah. Cain, he wasn't able. Moses, he took two tablets. Yeah, but Abraham. Abraham, he brought the house. No, that was... Uh, <laughs> that was... Uh, <laughs> Did Abraham have a burning Abraham. bush? But that wasn't... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, so thou. We figure... So there's lots of things we can think of when when we're breaking down the word va- thou. Okay, shalt the, not. Okay, shalt not is pretty well... 
What's the difference between shalt not and shall not? When it was written. Oh, okay. Covet. Okay, covet could be outwardly doing things and also inward thoughts. Yeah. And to our, the extent that we don't control our thoughts, I'm not sure that we can really follow the commandments. Because if coveting is sinning in your heart or sinning in your mind, and we can... How, yeah, how do you control that? You don't control your thoughts. And if anyone thinks they can control their thoughts, I challenge them not to have a thought. Starting right now. now. To... Now. No, no, you had a thought. Oh, sorry. Shoot, shoot, so if you shoot. can control your thoughts, you can I stop yourself. I can't control from... my thoughts, believe me. <laughs> you can't get... That I know. You can't even control your behavior. <laughs> That's or what... my appetite. <laughs> well, uh, well I, the, 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 the common denominator on all of my report cards was a check minus controls her own behavior. <laughs> so why should I be blamed if I can't control my behavior? Exactly. If I can't control my behavior, then why are you blaming me by giving me a bad grade? And what if you don't have any neighbors? I mean, and, and, and well, what do you they have mean? to worry? Wait, 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 wait. But like, do they mean your next door neighbor? Do they mean <laughs> your neighbor down the road? Like, what's a neighbor? I mean, isn't everybody a neighbor? Howdy neighbor. Like, <laughs> won't, I mean, you, won't you be my neighbor? I mean, he he's like, howdy neighbor. That's everybody he was talking to. And then the wife. Oh, it says wife. Yeah. Thou shall not I'll covet, covet thy, thy neighbor's, neighbor's wife. wife. You can covet your neighbor. You just yeah, can't cover okay. you, you can covet your neighbor, just not I your neighbor's wife. Can. And the final one is thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. <laughs> so if you see your I neighbor. I covet your goodies. I remember when we lived in this one neighborhood. This is when I knew I had to get out of this neighborhood. And someone <laughs> was saying, you know, the, the McGillicuddy's, they were, they, they're putting in a water feature that's very substantially smaller and less robust <laughs> than the Jones. And, you know, I just think the McGillicuddy's got in over their head when they bought that house because if they're going to put in a water feature and all I could think was, get me out of this conversation <laughs> and out of this neighborhood and out of this city. I uh, Get I, me out of here. I, I knew, I, I could probably guess which neighborhood yeah, it was. Because you've lived in... Many. Yeah, lots of different neighborhoods. Not even all in Portland. I no, mean, you know, you but know. I could guess out of all of your neighborhoods, yes. I could guess the one. I was like... I went home to Steven and I'm like, we are moving. <laughs> Why? I told him, he goes, oh, Becky. I said, no, you don't understand. No, we're putting the house on the market today. <laughs> today. It reflects a damaging philosophy around which I cannot be. It's against the commandments. Well, I think, again, I think the most glaring omission is any acknowledgement of humanity's responsibility for the planet, because I think that a lack of commandments that address that mean that although it seems like these commandments are for the betterment of humanity, they are not. Now, the Old Testament did kind of kickstart our human dominance over the world, over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over every creeping thing. But what you didn't answer was the curiosity bite. So my question is, back to the bite, which is, do the commandments need an update? Okay, the real bite is, if there was a book of commandments for the modern world, what should the rules be? Well, I have a new and improved Ten Commandments. Okay, so this is the list for the modern world. Yeah. All right. This is mine. Okay. And I have to be honest, I took it from all these different sites. So I found the ones that I thought were the best from all these different sites. So it's not really mine, but I stole them from all different places. Listen, if you take any information from any and you make it into your own it's your own oh it's mine it's called an iteration <laughs> then it's, it's what, mine every invention in the entire history of the universe is an iteration okay. this is no different so okay. these are your commandments for the modern world yes are you ready mm-hmm. thou shalt shalt mm-hmm. thou shalt not bore thy neighbors by expounding thy personal philosophy to them all right i think some neighbors i would want to hear their personal 
personal philosophy and some I would not. I only like one of my neighbors. I like despise my other neighbors. Well, I really like the fact that I pretty much don't know one side (laughs) of my neighbors and the other side seems perfectly pleasant. I would say that if your personal philosophy involves the analysis of the size of the water features of the other neighbors, (laughs) I'm not interested in hearing your philosophy. Yes, agreed. And I'm not sure that I want to hear my neighbor's philosophy unless my neighbors are my friends. And there have been times, one time in particular, one of my neighbors became my really good friends and we're still really good friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Linda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and I'd love to hear her personal philosophies, but I'm interested in hearing some people's personal philosophies. The fact that they're my neighbors does not make it so. So proceed. Number two. Thou shalt still honor the Sabbath, but in the event thou art scheduled to work, thou mayest swap Sabbaths with someone of a differing religion, which has its Sabbath on thine day off. Or on the seventh day, one is paid triple time. Okay, I think this is a great commandment. I used it a lot when I was in real estate. One of my busiest days of the year was Christmas. Why? Because a large percentage of our clientele were Jews. The only problem is they would want to go see houses. I'm like, we really can't go see houses. <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> knock, 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 knock. We can go to Chinese food and talk about real estate, <laughs> but you're going to have to wait till the day after tomorrow to go look at houses. That's so funny. <laughs> why not? Remember that time when people were caroling and they caroled in front of your house? I'll never forget. I was at your house and they were like caroling and la, 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 la. And then all of a sudden they stopped and they were like. Oh, you were whispering. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. (laughs) Remember that? I 100% do. It was clear that someone, you could hear whispering through. Oh, this is not right. We're not going to get a single tip. (laughs) (laughs) Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. (laughs) And as we're entering into the holiday season, I will say that. If I had to choose between a Hanukkah song or a Christmas song, I would probably have to choose a Christmas song. And yeah. if I had to choose between a Hanukkah song or a Christmas song and no song, I would choose no, no song. No song. Yeah. <laughs> I agreed. Right. What's your next one? Thou shalt honor thy legal guardians. Unless, of course, thine therapist suggests they're too dysfunctional to be worth the bother. Also, thou can put them away in a home any old time thou feels like it. <laughs> That's legit. Totally. I mean, that's legit. And I think we were kind of talking about that when you were talking about the real commandments. But I mean, mother and father might not be your legal guardian, which is why I don't think that honor thy mother and father is the most important of all the commandments. That's why I don't honor you because you are my illegal guardian. I'm technically because when you were a baby, mom gave you to me. (laughs) I can't believe that. And And you have never let us forget that. No, I you I own you. You act like you do. Well, there you go. It was because I honored mom's word and you said we should. And if I didn't, mom would be rolling over in her grave for me not honoring my responsibility of ownership over you. What's okay. the next one? Thou's shalt thou's thou's that's like use 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 utes. Thou shalt not share an article that thou only read the headline of. That is one that you totally abide by. That should absolutely be one of the definitive commandments. Yes. If you are sharing an article that you have only read the headline of, you should be smitened, smote. You should be smote. (laughs) Don't you think? Absolutely. And and if you have no clue as to the source of that article, maybe you shouldn't be smote. I wouldn't be that severe, but you should definitely reach around and give yourself a little potch in the tush. No, you need to like flatulate yourself. Flatulate. (laughs) What is it? 
what is it when you hit yourself with those things? You should wear one of those um, things from the Da Vinci Code around. Yeah, your, yeah. Around, yeah, yeah. Self-flagellation. Flagellate. Yeah. I said flagellate. <laughs> flagellate. <laughs> oh, my God. So flag- <laughs> fart on yourself. <laughs> Oh, God, this editing is going to be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Flagellate yourself. Okay. Thou shalt not steal. Unless it's antiperspirant. In that case, please doest. (laughs) That reminds me, when I was in junior high, we had this whole kind of anti... It wasn't called anti-bullying, because you could still bully back then. But, but, But there was a woman, a young girl that I like rather well and she had really bad BO and I remember thinking to myself like if anything else I wouldn't say but I also thought like what if she had broccoli in her teeth wouldn't I want someone to tell me if I smelled or had broccoli in my teeth yes and I went to my teacher I can remember the teacher so well because he was a total fox Mr. Duncan and (laughs) and I asked him his advice because he was smart and he was the biology teacher yeah and he suggested that I talk to her and I talked to her about I can picture this woman. I told her in a really nice way that I had had this problem, blah, blah, blah. And that she essentially I told her that she had B.O. and that she should consider deodorant. And, you know, mom told us all this stuff. What if we didn't have a mom that that taught us about that and that you wash your pits and don't put old deodorant on top of new and you, you know, you do the all of that. I told her and the next, like from that point on, she never smelled again. And people used to talk about her smelling all the time. Oh my God. So I you do did think a wonderful thing. So I, that is a commandment that I agree with. I always tell my speech and debate kids before they go into a tournament, when they're getting ready for it, I always have the talk about with all of them together, with all not of singling them. them out. No, 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 with all of them. And I say, not only should you wear deodorant, get up in the morning and put your deodorant on, but you should bring some to replenish throughout the day because you do not want to stink when you walk into a room. And it's just awful. You teenagers have a tendency. So you allow them to put old deodorant on top of new. Is that bad? Yeah, mom taught us never to do that. Well, they have to. I mean, it, it, it's just like. So that's it, not a commandment then. Thou shalt not put old deodorant on top of new. Would that's, not be not a, a, that's not on my commandment. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So oh. this is good. All right. Okay. Thou shalt not covet, there we go, thy neighbor's baked goods, nor their clothes, nor their rotten children, nor anything that belongs to them. Thou mayest, however, borrow any of these items and conveniently forget to take it back, <laughs> unless it's a perishable food like coleslaw. Don't leave coleslaw out. Yeah, because that has mayonnaise in it. and You can get really bad food poisoning. Yeah, we have a friend who is like her stomach is ruined for life because, because she, she ate old. A, it wasn't coleslaw. It was like macaroni pota- salad. Potato salad or something like something that. Like Anything that. with mayonnaise. Okay, so are you suggesting that we update this to say, thou shall not covet the old dairy products left out in the sun that thy neighbor has put out for their picnic? Yes. Okay, fine. That's part of it. Okay. Yeah. Thou shalt not say everything literally is the worst. So it has to do with literally? It has to say, Thou shalt every, literally is the worst. That is literally the worst. You can pick one. Like a paper cut. It is not literally the worst. No. This job is literally the worst. When I was at Macy's in Macon, Georgia, we were working ungodly hours, and my boss, who was the general manager, pulled us aside and said, that he had grown up on a pig farm where he had to reach his hands like up inside a pig and castrate them with his bare hands. It was a process. 
And he said, so any day here that I am working, whether it's from 6 a.m. to 3 o'clock in the morning, he says, is better than my best day at the pig farm. Pig farm. I always remembered that. And it really did help me. So that's disgusting. Literally, the worst day would be if Reaching you had your, your hands <laughs> up a pig's butt to castrate them in some way. I don't even. I have not even seen that on that show. The worst jobs. They have a show that has the worst jobs. I've seen it where they like have to work with the honey buckets, which for me, I won't even step into a honey bucket. And that scene in Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, oh God. Oh, no, okay, no, no, okay. no, no, I no, can't. no, 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 no. Let's just keep going. I can't talk about but this. But that is literally the, the worst. worst. Honor my mother and father. Thine are too damn weird. <laughs> well, that's like you can criticize I can criticize my mother and father, but God help you if you say the same thing. I mean, well, you, I can. <laughs> you can. But that, OK, so that one's a legitimate one. Yes. Thou shalt not kill my love by behaving tackily and making me embarrassed to be seen with thee. <laughs> so don't stop me Sunny. from loving you by behaving in such a tacky way that I'm embarrassed. Yes. <laughs> that is OK. That's a I good think we both can relate to that one. <laughs> Hopefully our husbands can. <laughs> but I suspect that maybe at least Stephen can from time to time. <laughs> but don't tell him. Oh, my God. If he heard you say that, he'd be dancing around the house. <laughs> <laughs> Nude. <laughs> I've got two more. Thou shalt not covet the higher market price of thy neighbor's house. <laughs> Years in real estate has made me realize that this is possibly one of the most important commandments for the 21st century and beyond. And the last one is really just my own prejudice. <laughs> so I stuck it in there because that was 10. But this is 11. Thou shalt not go on a gluten free diet unless you have celiac. <laughs> All right. That one I'm going to that one I'm going to set aside because she doesn't believe in that. <laughs> I don't believe in that. But I do believe that Barkley, when he was in Israel, could eat any gluten with reckless abandon. And the minute he came back and even took a bite, he was back to completely gastrointestinal problems. I want to just say one thing about the house thing. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's price point of the house that they're selling, particularly <laughs> yes. when they've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on a remodel and you still have your avocado green refrigerator and shag carpet, but it's not the retro. Because that's back in style. So that was oh, the mid-century thing. Oopsie. We are beyond. We are now in the 80s. So it's all neon and it's all flash dance. Really? Appliances. Yes. Neon orange and neon green. Sparkles. Sparkles? Was Sparkles eight in the eight? I don't know. I, I just love Sparkles. When Sparkles coming back? <laughs> I just want Sparkles. I want to be sparkly from head to toe. God, you are so Mahjong. I am. You really are. <sighs> All right. This gets to the sort of fact. This sort of fact is from PU. Why do you say PU? Because I feel like we've been ignoring PU. We would never ignore prestigious university. So I think, you know, I'm sure. I don't think. I'm sure this comes from PU. Did you read this artifact? No, but I'm just, I just feel like this one. Well, is you're right. From it. Good. You're right. Good, Can good. you guess the percentage? 74%. I forget what. 78%. 87%. Oh, it backwards. Of commandments and laws suggested by scholars, PU gathered scholars from all over the world to come up with a list of commandments for the modern era. And 87% of the scholars created commandments for humans that had little or nothing to do 
with fungus. Thanks for listening, and I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Before you take off, I have a few more things to let you know about. One, you can find show notes for every episode of ACLR and links to all resources mentioned at applycuriositylab.com forward slash blog. It's there that we'll wait to read your answers to each week's Curiosity Bite. Two, in order to avoid missing Curiosity Bitten conversations, subscribe to Applied Curiosity Lab Radio on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and all the other spots that podcasts hang out and wait to be discovered. Toss up a review, especially if you have nice things to say. Finally, all things apply curiosity, including information on workshops and your free membership to the Tribe of the Curious, go to applycuriositylab.com. In the meantime, elevate curiosity.